1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers continue to stutter away from home as Livingston keep up their reputation as the league's surprise package. Scott Sinclair was back to being Celtic's match winner against Aberdeen on Saturday and Alex McLeish names his latest Scotland squad for games against Israel and Portugal. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this evening, Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens. I like the fact that Hearts are top of the league. I like the fact that Livingston have got more points than Celtic or Rangers. I like competition What I don't like Is random violence You can say what you like About the standard of our match officials And they are poor But If a referee can take the teams off the park And abandon a game Because of racial abuse Then he should be able to do The same thing When it is all about Physical abuse We can never Take good behaviour Inside football grounds For granted As yesterday's match At Livingston showed Are you listening Neil Doncaster? Uh, Alex Ray On the pitch It was another Impressive Livingston performance And disappointing Rangers Away league performance Yeah well it's been consistent The away form And particularly in the league Gordon uh, I was at the game yesterday I have to give all the credit To, to Livingston I thought they were excellent The way they shaped up Their effort The way they went about their business And Rangers What a body blow this is To the good work they'd done In the previous couple of weeks mm. And uh, you know A team that was free scoring Now look as if They couldn't hit a band door yeah, well, it's hard to argue And I think uh, Stephen Gerrard was honest You could argue that he had no other option But to be honest But the way he addressed the match Said Rangers could have played all day And not yeah. scored Give Livingston credit According to Stephen Gerrard So he's in a situation now Alec Where all of a sudden We'll talk about a Rapid Vienna later yeah. That's another matter but on Sunday, Hearts go to Ibrooks. Hearts have got an eight-point jump on Rangers at the moment. He's in a situation where, even though it's only eight games into the season, this is a biggie for him. Sure, one of the key things is he spoke about pressure, at having won the game after Celtic dropped points. He says it's important to go out and secure the three points. Yesterday, they had to go and win the three points on the back of Hibs, Hearts and Celtic winning. They didn't do that. The, the pressure, and this is what's been missing for a long time, Hugh, the points, you know, when it goes tit for tat, Rangers won, mm. Hearts won, and the pressure goes back and forth. Mm. The game at the weekend is a must win already. Yeah. You know, it's okay saying it's seven, eight games into the season. This is a must win. Yeah. Rangers fans, give us your thoughts on yesterday's performance. What was missing? Are you seeing a bit of a theme developing away from home in the league? Or is it too early to worry you? 0141-951-1025. Why not give us a call? And you can also send us a tweet. At Clyde SSB as well Your weekend review starts right here Stephen Gerrard says Rangers simply won't be in a title race If they continue to perform like they did against Livingston yesterday They struggled to break Livy down in the 1-0 defeat Gerrard says they could have played for another 180 minutes And still not scored We're very disappointed in terms of the results uh, You know, it's it's three three big points drop And we have to obviously take responsibility for that The performance was okay in terms of possession And you know we controlled a lot of the game But we were nowhere near good enough in the final third we, we could be playing for another 90 minutes another 180 minutes we didn't look like scoring so at best today we could have hoped for was a nil-nil draw and then if you don't defend set pieces good enough you're going to concede goals so we got exactly what we deserve today they didn't really open us up 
you know, so there's not too much to criticise from that point of view. But we could still be playing for an awful long time, and if we perform like that in the final third, you're not going to score. It was a must-win game today, whether we won, drew, or lost. They're the team to chase right now. They've come out the blocks flying. It's still early on in the season, so we can recover from a result like this, like we recovered from uh, the old firm loss. But this can't keep happening. Where we come to teams like Livingston, we have to try and take maximum points, otherwise we won't be in a title race. It is still relatively early I mean it's the 1st of October But last season Alex There was so much focus on Rangers Poor performances yeah. Poor results at home um, it's, it's probably too early to say Yeah you know They've definitely fixed that And, and now it's, it's away from home But if the early stages Are anything to go by um, It will be the away performances Where Stephen Gerrard will be Alarmed It looks as if it's Rogue's reverse Gordon Last year uh, The home form was poor People were questioning Whether the players Had the bottle to play At Ibrox With the expectations it looks to me, you know, you look at the, the home form recently, I think that, you know, they've scored numerous goals against St. Johnson, Dundee, uh, Ayr, most recently. I know that's a, a cup game. Away from home, they look uh, a different team to me. You, you look at the... I thought they were impressive against Aberdeen. Uh, Celtic, they didn't turn up. They've done a bit better in the second half. Um, you look at the the, 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 the Motherwell game, first half, I thought they were very comfortable. You know, even though they went a couple of goals behind, they should look to me in the day. But on the the second half of the Motherwell game, really, really poor. And from start to finish yesterday, uh, the alarming thing was the lack of creativity from the wider guys. Lafferty, Morellis didn't quite hit anything that they've been doing. In the middle of the park, you're looking for a driving force. They just didn't have that. And uh, that'll be the most frustrating thing because if they don't sort out their away form, things will go from bad to worse. Well, you have it from Stephen Gerrard That uh, if they don't sort out their way form There'll be no challenge for any title this season uh, And he can't have that And this early in the season So you've got Alec Ray's word for it It's a must win for Rangers on Sunday Against Hearts at Ibrooks, And it comes, of course On the back of the game against Rapid Vienna Which is at Ibrooks, And they are allegedly in some kind of turmoil Having sacked the coach uh, and not enjoying the best of form at the start of the season uh, But all of that remains to be seen There are two big games for Rangers in short order Rangers fans, simple question What frustrated you most yesterday? 01419511025 um, Lewis McKinnis says Every game Rangers have won We've played 4-5-1 But when we change the formation And play away from home We tend to change the tactics And this seems to be the main issue uh, Craig Ferguson Though not too bothered He says Rangers may be Eight points behind Hearts But they're only two points Behind the main challenger For the league They're only two points Behind the main challenger For the league Well Celtic I assume is what he means It's a little bit Unfair on Hearts I mean <laughs> The Jambos are looking good Hugh yeah. again at the weekend As I say If they go to Ibrooks And win And I do understand this is all hypothetical But if they go to Ibrooks and win They're 11 points away from Rangers So you can't just dismiss heart uh, At Clyde SSB is the Twitter handle That you need to contact 01419511025 on the phones Mark's in Giffnock Hi Mark Hi Pano, how are we doing? Not bad, your thoughts Mark? Yeah, couple of things Is there any way of finding out this thug That attacked the linesman yesterday? Because if they can Get him banned from Ibrooks for life well, Hugh Keevens, I believe there is a, a police investigation, so yeah. they they are. Um, well, uh, I guess it's about assessing various CCTV footage, yes. television camera footage, and all the rest of it. And I have no doubt that Rangers will be poring over that footage with a fine tooth comb because they don't want their name tarnished by people who behave in this manner. And it would help if supporters turned in yeah. a fellow supporter. That would we'd soon get to the man's identity. 
uh, Very very quickly If someone just said Yeah I know who it is But fans won't do that They won't break this code uh, That they have that, that you don't Turn in one of your own supporters So The club will get to the bottom of it Because Stephen Gerrard And all of those Who have come from England With him Do not want associated With this kind of stuff Believe me The fans are doing what they can To find out who it is If you look on social media um, So because it's not a supporter, it's just a thug. Um, in terms of uh, the, the away record in the league has been shocking. Um, however, the, the bigger picture is Steven Gerrard's had five magnificent results in Europe away from home, including Villarreal, um, and also the member he won at Kilmarnock in the, in the Cup away from home. So there has been, it's been poor away from home in the league, uh, but it's very tight. I'm aware hearts are above everybody else just now. But between Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs, Rangers, there's a point, two points in it. So it's, it's very, very tight just now. And I would, I'd like to think that uh, as the weeks go on, that Stephen Gerrard's going to really get uh, get some sort of success away from home. So it's really to get your opinion on, do you think Rangers are genuine title contenders, guys? Well, every time you open your mouth and say that, you get a, a result that puts you uh, in bother. Um I, I do think it will go all the way. We'll have Rangers, Celtic, Hearts. Uh, Hibs as well, Hugh. I Hibs, think Hibs yeah. A fair I, I'm not sure about Aberdeen, Alec. I mean, Aberdeen yeah. at the moment are 10 points adrift of Hearts. And for me, they lack the cutting edge. They've been the perennial number two uh, in recent years. I'm not sure they can get in among the mix uh, as the season progresses. Mm. But yeah, it'll go on and there'll be fluctuations of form and there'll be odd results. Uh, I do think that it will go Pretty late into the season Shoes One of the things that Mark touched upon He's right The, the European results are a, a different thing altogether If you're taking it domestically Where Rangers are looking to try and mount a challenge And his question there is Can they mount a challenge mm. If you're taking two points out of 12 Away from home That becomes ex- impossible uh-huh. I would suggest Because the others are winning away from home uh, So I know Celtic that is an anomaly as well at the moment. I think they've taken one point from three games, nine. That's so, right. But the, the point is, they'll need to improve their away form if they're going to mount any challenge because at home, they're, they're scoring goals. They look really good. They're all impressive. But if you're going forward, you need to improve that. Do we have a pattern here though, Alec? Whereby Celtic and Rangers are not getting it their own way. The league table tells you as much. And I know it's early. However... If Celtic have one point out of nine away from home and Rangers have one point out of 12 away from home... Two. We, we, two, I yeah. beg your pardon. Do we have a competition here? Even if it's only early in the season, I like to see this. I like to see somebody at the top that's not Celtic or Rangers. I revel in the fact that the promoted club, Livingston, at the mm. moment have more points than Celtic or Rangers. We should be crying out for competition. And we've got one just now. Mark... How long have you been following Scottish football? Oh, what a well, question! Uh, I, well, uh, journalistically, I started in January 
a standard of refereeing that is unacceptably low at the moment. I'm quite sure, Mark, if I went back to 1955 and I wasn't six years old as I was then, I'm quite sure uh, that my dad and other dads were saying that all referees were hopeless. Uh, So I think that lives with us from decade to decade. However, at the moment, I think there are worrying signs that the standard is low. 01419511025 Thank you to Mark and Giffen Gary Holt says His Livingston side Could have beaten Rangers By more After the 1-0 win Uh, They've now climbed to third In the league table Livingston up in third Uh, But Holt says They're still Favourites To go down I thought it was a really good game I thought it was uh, It was tough First 10-15 minutes We couldn't really get a foothold In the game Rangers are a good side They've got a lot of good movement They've got a lot of good players And they're causing problems So we had to tweak it um, change with system but testament to the players they took it in their stride and they adapted and we got a foothold in the game then we got a week and we relaxed I think we were a wee bit kind of not nervy but a wee bit excitable in the first 10-15 minutes so um, then we get the chance at Big Al's just inches away for tapping it in um, then we got a good goal and then second half we knew Rangers had the ball we knew they'd have possession they're going to come at us but I think we're a wee, wee bit of luck we could have scored more because I think we did have the better, the better chances second half we're seven games in we're 31 games to go and that's what pe- people think ah, it's great don't get me wrong but we're buzzing and I'm going to enjoy the night the same as everybody else but until it's mathematical safety then we'll look at where we can get to or how high we can get up to but make no bones about it we're we were the favourites to go down We're still the favourites We could lose seven games in a row uh, This is what happens <laughs> Hugh and Alex Th- This happened last week as well When Kilmarnock beat Celtic You look You know what, what did Celtic do wrong Why were Celtic so poor And invariably Kilmarnock didn't get the credit They deserve yeah. And it's a similar situation Everyone's looking at yeah. How bad Rangers were But Livingston just continue to impress Listen, don't they? Can I tell you something Believe me right now There is no way Livingston are favourites to go down Hugh They're 11 points ahead uh-huh. of Dundee Uh huh the way they go about their business, the the you know they're very resolute, dogged, but they have a threat going forward as well. Uh-huh. The boy Menga and uh, you know they've got some good players as well. They they get labelled as a kind of direct team. Some of them to play yesterday was quite impressive as well. So they they could they have a really impressive season this year. All I would say to you is, would you rather be <laughs> Gary Holt or would you rather be Martin Canning, Oren Kearney, or Neil McCann? I'd rather be Gary Holt. Okay. <laughs> no, listen. There's no two ways about it. Listen, the, the the form in which they've hit, I think they've had ten. Is it ten points in the last four games? And in, in what? It's Rangers, Hibs, beat Hamilton, drew with Hearts. Oh. Very impressive, mm. Gordon. Thomas is in Barhead. What did you make of it yesterday, Thomas? Well, I think what's happening with Rangers again. The first half against Motherwell and against Celtic, and the same against Livington, Livingston. There seems to be a timidity about the team in the. They are lacking a wee bit of inventiveness when things don't go to their plan according to the first 15 minutes. And when a team goes into their face, they back off. There's also the same fragility in the defence. Now, that Livingston goal, there were three players lining up to score, and yet there were five Rangers defenders, more or less in that six-yard box. Not one of them approached. And my other problem is with, I still have a problem with Alfredo Morelos that I have had virtually from day one. And it's a case of if he doesn't score a goal, he brings nothing to the table. I know he holds up play, etc. Again, he was posted anonymous. The head went down and he just opted out the game as far as I was concerned, apart from a couple of moments. And again, there's always that risk that he's not going to see out the 90 minutes. And I think these are the problems that Rangers really have to address. Is Morales someone that we can afford to have in the team? And how about that Rangers start to get into people's faces? 
um, the way Livingston did. If we'd done that against Celtic, you know, we could at least have maybe fashioned a draw out it. Yeah, well, it's interesting, Thomas, your, your point on Morelos. You know, he, he divides opinion at times. He uh, it looks to me as if he's a petulant kind of type player. But he's, he's almost like two type of types. He's one that when he's smiling, he looks as if he's on his game, he's turning, he's bringing people into play. The other one is when he's getting smashed all over the place and people know how to rile this boy up. And uh, it was that was a case yesterday. He didn't get an influence in the game as well. You're up against some robust centre-halves there, but... The question I would say to you, Thomas, is when you look at Candias, did they have any impact at all? You, you know, the offensive ones, they didn't They didn't strike me as if Lafferty, non-existent as well, the middle of the park. Uh, and you're right what you say in terms of picking up in the box, but the way that, that Livingston got the little giving go when there was a 3v2 in the wider areas uh, in favour of Rangers, the giving go, don't track the runners. That's a bigger issue for me because there's no way that he should run off uh, two Rangers players and a little give and go square the ball back to the boy and he's in no man's land so f- across the board there was a, there's a they were lethargic Rangers yesterday they didn't offer anything going forward and I, I agree with uh, Gary Holt as well when he says it could have been more because within a space of a couple of minutes they could have scored they had another couple of chances throughout the game that were far greater than anything Rangers had to offer I get a sense of dismay coming off the Rangers supporters because they, they, they didn't see this coming yesterday uh, you remember the call, Gordon, a few weeks ago when Rangers had wiped the floor with Dundee at Ibrooks and we had a caller on who said, Rangers, and this is a fact, he said, will go undefeated from now until the 29th of December when they play Celtic. Yeah. And then, bang, something else happens. We're on the magic roundabout. We should be paying Zebedee royalties here. Final word to you, Thomas. Uh, I take the point that the whole team was bad. Um, it's just that... Morelos consistently, you just when he gets the ball up, when the, when he gets fouled or there's an incident, your heart's in your mouth as to how he's going to react. When you see his head going down and he throws his arms about, you just think, well, that's him opted out the game now. Again, it's this uh, thing about the the thing about the six yard box. It's getting into players' faces. Yes, they were running away from Rangers. Rangers keep backing off and watching. If they want to watch, play the money the same as everybody else. But they have to get in about. They have to play not dirty, but they have to play. Ugly, if you like, yeah. get in about them, um, assert themselves into the game, and that's what they're not doing away from home. As I say, in the first half at Motherwell, Celtic, and Livingston again, they were just backing off and more or less watching, and we can't afford to do that. Teams are in our faces. Okay, thank you to Thomas in Barhead. Brendan Rogers says he's beginning to see his side hit their best form. Celtic fans, do you agree, or is there still a long way to go? We'll hear from Brendan Rogers after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If you want to join us, you can do so in a couple of ways. You can give us a call or you can send a tweet at Clyde SSB. That's exactly what Stephen Ray has done. We were talking about Rangers' performance yesterday. The previous caller was not happy. With Alfredo Morelos But Stephen says Can't believe the stick Morelos is getting again Off her own When the team plays bad Blame Morelos yet After he scores a few on Thursday and Sunday They'll claim they always backed him No pass marks for the Livy game That includes the management team Let's hear from Brendan Rogers. Hugh It was a um, a big game We, we knew that the, the, the top two from the last couple of seasons What did you make of how it panned out? Well First of all A great result for Celtic uh, Performances Boyata Clearly outstanding um, he is paying back his manager 
and the supporters for betraying Celtic and not playing against AEK Athens and Scott Sinclair can this be the pivotal moment in his Mm. season now Brendan Rodgers says he's beginning to see his side hit their best form after a stuttering start to the season do you agree or disagree 0141 951 1025 it was back to back wins with a 1-0 win against Aberdeen at the weekend and Rodgers says he was particularly pleased that Scott Sinclair was able to get on the score sheet yeah it was a very good win for us I think that off the back of a a tough game in midweek Rugby Aberdeen is, you know, an opponent that uh, is very hard to play against. In terms of, you know, they play against us. There's a lot of man-to-man marking. You know, so virtually your players are man-to-man, so you've got to really work even harder to find the space and to create opportunities. So, um, so yeah. But I'm very pleased with how we really pushed, uh, in particular the second half. A lot of energy you're putting into the game, and I thought second half we then came out and uh, from the very first whistle really got on the front foot and, and obviously delighted for Scotty you know, to come into the game and, and get the goal so um, Aberdeen have proven in my time up here and, and obviously before that you know that they're, they're right up there challenging so to, to beat one of your rivals again is, is great so uh, it's a very good win there's no doubt I think players like Scott they, they really thrive on the goals you know I always try to reiterate it's very much more than that but uh, but there's no doubt you know, coming into the game and then making the impact that he has and you've seen in his celebration how happy he was so, uh, and, and how happy the team are so, uh, so yeah, it, uh, it'll do in the world of good 01419511025 Celtic fans, are your team beginning to get back to their best? If not, how far? Still to go 01419511025 Paul is in Kirkintillic, what do you think Paul? Yeah, hi guys Hello What do you think Paul, was that Celtic getting nearly back to their best at the weekend or still a way to go for you? Uh, I think it's still somewhat a way to go. Uh, I, I think we're just, we were spoiled the first season and up until the Aberdeen game that I told you last season, I think that's the last time that I can remember them really flying. But with a different team now, uh, great victory, uh, very workmanlike and just working away still. There's a wee pattern beginning to appear, I think, where uh, they come out the traps for the first 15 minutes then we seem to uh, hit a bit of a lull uh, we don't score come out in the second half and really no complaints in the second half they, they really went for it Aberdeen are a big strong team uh, <laughs> physical team uh, and Celtic just kept plugging away yeah Alex so, well, you know, so. sorry Paul I was just going to say Alex it certainly had the makings of a, of a big game and, and therefore Regardless of what happened it, it seems like a big result Doesn't it? It is a big result Gordon Because uh, On the back of the Kilmarnock They, they, they were up to Perth And got a, a good po- uh, Going through to the, the semi-final Aberdeen was a different proposition Again You know Aberdeen uh, Adopted a different style They get in their faces Went a bit man-to-man As Brendan said there And uh, it's all about Getting the three points Gordon Because you've just got to Keep ticking away And and I would I agree with Paul What he says I don't think they're firing and all cylinders they're having periods within matches whereas in the first season they were just dominating getting three or four up and just keeping the ball for fun um, but it's all about winning games at this this present time for Celtic the Celtic support will be looking to, for them to kick into gear to show that flair that they've shown in the last couple of years uh, but as long as they keep winning uh, you know the Celtic fans will believe that they can kick in as I said signs that they're getting back to, to well, the way they were if that is possible only Scott Sinclair, for example, can tell us whether the goal against Aberdeen on Saturday will kickstart his season because 
on Friday night I said that for me he lacks pace, lacks confidence and I'd be looking to Lewis Morgan rather than Scott Sinclair. Now it's easy for people on Monday to say ah, he scored the winning goal. Uh, you know, We've declared ourselves uh, before the game rather than wait until you get evidence after the game the evidence being that he scored the winning goal in the match. On Sunday at Perth he's going to have to show that this has made a difference to him. Boyata has come back and paid back the Celtic supporters. He'll never pay them back in full because he cheated on the club. But he started to pay back for that AEK Athens moment with terrific defensive displays. Uh, there, there are others who, again, have to keep stepping up to the plate on a consistent level. Celtic go to Austria to play Salzburg on Thursday night. There, I'd be looking for Celtic to try for a draw, do whatever they can to avoid defeat, and remember that Three wins at home are more likely to be essential for them to get out of Group B. But at St Johnston on Sunday, if you're talking about teams who haven't really got going yet this season, St Johnston are among them. Celtic have to go there, play to a reasonable standard and get the three points and that will be enough for Brendan Rodgers. And then Alex, guys like Jack Henry, for instance, yep. come under a, a lot of criticism so far. We'll probably touch on him later on with regards to the Scotland squad. But again, into the team, a clean sheet the weekend. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps if there are guys there who have been a bit low in confidence, maybe that's starting to come back. Well, listen, the the thing about Henry is that he'll be looking to get as many first team starts as he can, Gordon. If there's a clean sheet at the back of that, he'll grow in confidence. He's had a bit of a tough ride of it. He's lost a couple of goals, particularly the most recent Kamarnock. This is a young guy who probably came to, uh, to to Celtic and thought to himself, right, okay, I'll work my way in over the course of a year or so. But he's getting thrown in a lot quicker than we'd anticipated. Simunovic and guys like that are ahead of him. Uh, young Ayers ahead of him. So he's in. he's got the jersey now, Gordon. He'll be looking mm. to try and uh, retain that going forward. He's, he's 23 years old. He's in the Scotland squad. Celtic's his fourth senior club. I think Jack Henry has to stand tall for himself it's it's not enough to say oh he's young and inexperienced he's 23 and Celtic's his fourth club at Clyde SSB on Twitter Joseph says it was a good result by Celtic but I don't think seven goals in seven games is quite good enough we need to sort this out Paul did you have a second point to make? Uh, yeah, my point was uh, Hugh touched on it when he was opening the show it's about the standard of the referees now. And this isn't an anti-Celtic thing. I don't mean that at all because I don't think it's anti-Celtic. I'm going to talk about the two games, uh, the two biggest games of the season that, that I've been at. It was the Rangers game and the Aberdeen game in, in Saturday. Now, everybody would have seen it and I saw it within seconds on social media, the tackle uh, on Edward. I mean, it wasn't a split-second decision. There was a bit of run into it and I don't know for the life of me why Bobby Madden couldn't see it. He didn't even give a foul. You know, and obviously earlier on the, the old firm game with Willie Collum, and I'm not even talking about the instant where uh, McGregor kicked out, there was an instant where uh, Edward got booked. Now, Edward actually got fouled and he was falling down and he got booked for falling down and bringing the Rangers player down. Let's look at the one from the, the weekend, Hugh. It's, it's been all over social media. It was all over the show on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I, I could only repeat what I said on Saturday's show. It's a ridiculous decision. It's ridiculous that uh, you know no card at all was shown yeah. of any colour, uh, and it's a reckless, dangerous tackle, um, which has cost uh, Edward hmm. perhaps his place in the team in Thursday night. So 
It's a ridiculous decision I mean at, at the very most Alex There possibly And I stress the word Possibly A debate about whether it was inside or outside the box yeah. I think Brendan Rodgers himself said You know it should have been a free kick But I mean Try and, try and second guess the, the ref here try, try and get inside the head What, what has he seen that, that makes him think it's, it's not a foul Because everybody yeah. really Seems to agree that it, it well, should have been There is no doubt in my mind That the boy actually gets the, the ball Gordon But the actual once he goes, leaves the ground with his two feet, he's out of control because oh. you're lunging towards and it's the pace in which you hit him. We spoke about it at the weekend in terms of Edwards travelling at pace. McKenna's come across and he is absolutely going right through Edward. Oh. For the life of me, because we weren't quite sure, we seen it in a telephone because it was going through social media and we weren't sure, where, we thought it was a penalty, but give or take. But that's besides the point. But if we're talking specifically about the actual tackle, for me, it's a minimum of a yellow card. And potentially a red card Because of the words That we use Excessive force uh, Scott Sinclair says He blocked out his critics In recent weeks As he scored the winner In the 1-0 win Over Aberdeen At the weekend The winger admits His performances have been Below par in recent weeks But he's hoping He can now kick on And recapture some of the Form he showed In the previous two seasons You know it's a big relief I think for me personally And obviously for the team I think uh, You know the, the pressure's Sort of building And it's great for us To, to get the three points And back to winning ways That's always going to come I think You know When you're not winning Every single game And not scoring Every single game You're always going to get criticism Because obviously The past couple of years That's what I've been doing And I think At this moment You know It hasn't been a, The best of starts As us You know Personally And obviously Collectively as a team I don't need to be People telling me If I'm good or not You know I, I know what I can do You know The fans know what I can do You know The first season I showed it Obviously the second season But it's just up to me now To, to carry that on Obviously it's more difficult When you're, you're in and out of the team And obviously the manager Knows that You know When I'm not playing I'm not happy But you know There's one thing that I'm you know I never give up I'll always keep fighting um, You know My head will never drop But obviously at the same time You know It's you know, you, you feel, uh, you know, you want to give more, and, and and when you come on, you've got to make an impact. And uh, you know, I showed that. Rob is in Bond Hill. Rob, could this be the start of Scott Sinclair coming back to somewhere near his previous best? Well, I certainly hope so. And if it is, then I certainly hope that Hugh will eat a humble pie after his comments over the weekend. Hugh Evans, we... well, you know, here we go. <laughs> Rob, Rob hopes. That Scott Sinclair can go on and find some form so that I can eat humble pie. In other That's words, just a nice side in, just in, a nice side effect. In other words, though, Scott Sinclair hasn't shown any form up until Saturday. And I go back to the words of Gordon DL, who said that as he watched the game when uh, Sinclair came on for Odson Edward, he said that he thought the sub might actually be subbed because he wasn't doing anything at all. And then he scored the goal. So, Rob. It's not, life's not about me eating humble pie Life's about you owning up Scott Sinclair hadn't shown any form prior to Saturday He scored the winning goal He scored the winning goal in the game And if you listen to the piece that he said there He said It's up to me now Yeah, it is up to him Because he's the only one that can show That this will kickstart his season Because up until Saturday's game He didn't start mm. the game Because he didn't merit A starting place What about the overall picture Rob In terms of Where, where Celtic are at Is that them getting back To their best After the weekend Or, or still A way to go No I think we're still Firing maybe about 75% We're missing a goal scorer I'm not going to lie about that Dembele's been a huge Huge loss But Such is life We need to get on with it But my main point tonight Was about the tackle On you go On Edward mm-hmm. If we'd done that on a Gale Street or any street in Scotland, Scott McKenna would be sitting in a jail cell. 
over the weekend No he wouldn't But anyway yes, no, he wouldn't. No, listen. Confine this to football. Confine this to football matters. We've heard all this baloney before about being in the jail and all the rest of it. Confine this to football matters. As Alec Ray rightly said, when you leave the ground at pace, both feet off the ground, then you are in danger of seriously hurting someone. And Odson Edward is very fortunate that there was nothing more serious sustained than what they call in football a dead leg. So Scott McKenna was totally out of order It was a shocking tackle The referee made a ridiculous decision Not to book him or send him off But save all the other stuff for the pub Thank you to Robin Bonhill 0141 951 1025 We'll take more of your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years It's Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB And Martin Ferguson has intrigued me Hugh Oh, He says can you ask Hugh What was the song he was going to sing if Hearts had won the league When George Burley was the manager I think it was a bet with the other panellists Will the same perhaps apply this year? Ooh, my George Burley How many years ago was that? I can't remember 2005 I, I assume it would have been H-E-A-R-T-S Alright, so you don't remember that There must have been cause no. You're no stranger to an outlandish prediction No, no and I did uh, On one occasion Stand in the centre circle at Capelo And I did sing the Busy Bee song uh, Live live on air Why? Because everyone referred to me as Arthur Askey uh, if you if, Google a photograph of Arthur Askey <laughs> Yep, okay uh, so I said that if something didn't happen I would sing the Busy Bee song And I did in the centre circle <laughs> Live on the programme at Capelo wow. If I if I say it I'll, I'll take my punishment But okay. I don't, Are you going to do it again this year then If they, they go on and So if Hearts win the league H-E-A-R-T-S ah, Why not, good song right, Okay <laughs> 01419511025 William is in Port Glasgow Hi William Hi there Gordon Hi guys, how you doing? Hello uh, It was just um Calling up Rose say it's a lot of frustration being as well as I'm a Rangers fan, it's just a, a bit of frustration right now, a lot of disappointment going from yesterday because I didn't see any didn't see it coming. I don't think any Rangers fan saw it coming or anybody in general and um it's just uh, put a wee bit of a setback on what's actually been a really positive season for us so far, despite worldly position at the minute because only one defeat in seventeen under Gerard since he took over. The form in Europe has been tremendous. We're home form, the form in the cups. And it's just um, the away games, especially games away at Livingston. Those are games you really need to be winning. That you can look back on the end of the season and say that's what won is the title, or that's what got us into European place and stuff like that. And it, it, it's just a worry that it could come back to bite us at the end of the season. Those kind of results away from home if it doesn't get sorted out. I think the tension has risen when Stephen Gerrard came to Ibrox and Brendan Rodgers was at Celtic Park. The tension rose immediately, and now everything that the pair of them do. Uh, uh, inspires a tremendous reaction So When Rangers were uh, Said to have started uh, As badly as they had done for 29 years Sparks flew And now this weekend People are saying that uh, It's the worst start that Celtic and Rangers Have made to a season Collectively For 25 years Sparks fly So you know Everyone just needs to calm down No one saw the Celtic Kilmarnock result Or Kilmarnock Celtic result come Because Celtic were a goal up And then lost two Nobody saw Livingston coming along Because Rangers had been scoring freely And had had the, the terrific run Throughout their European ties 
Everything now has been magnified. Is that partly because of the way things are are measured in this city, Hugh? I mean, I'd imagine the reaction would be very different if it was Celtic at the top of the league, six points clear of Rangers, or, or Rangers at the top with, with that big gap over Celtic. Yeah. Because it's Hearts and Celtic and Rangers are sort of next to each other, maybe it's not blown up quite the same. Um, the Celtic and Rangers fans are looking at each other. They are absolutely desperate for the other to fail. Every Celtic fan will be praying that Rapid Vienna beat Rangers at Ibrox and every Rangers fan is praying that Salzburg do the same to Celtic and Austria. Uh, there's a, a real desperation in the air for one or other to succeed. And by succeed, I mean win the title. The Rangers fans are desperate to stop Celtic eight in a row. The Celtic fans are very, very keen that Steven Gerrard's first season here should end in failure. So we have just cracked it up and everyone's ignoring hearts even though they're yeah. out in front at the moment. I actually like the fact that, uh, you know, it's week to week, you and, yeah. you know, you're getting this emotional roller coaster for both clubs. And I agree. I think if you look at the next five fixtures or so for hearts, oh. that will give you a barometer yeah. of where they're going to be uh, if they're real serious contenders or the gaps closed by then. But, uh, I like the fact that Rangers and Celtic are actually kind of weekend week. You know, the, the the punters are having a bit of a meltdown. William, you want to make another point? Uh, yeah, it was just um, I actually think about the, the Hearts situation. I, I, I'm not trying to sound disrespectful towards Hearts. They've, sound, they've made a great start this season, and um, the game Sunday will be tough. But um, I honestly can't see Hearts sustain that. I think you know, you guys just touched on they've got a tough run of games coming up, starting with us on Sunday, of course, eye drops, and um, I, I just think they might. Drop a few points I actually think we'll beat them At Ibrox on Sunday Of course I would say that But um, You know I, I just don't think They'll sustain it I know we're 8 points Behind them at the minute But In my opinion It's About trying to catch Celtic You know It's it's Between us two this season In my opinion You know I don't mean to send this back Towards Hearts obviously But I think it is going to be Between us I just can't see Hearts Sustain that at all really On the basis that No club Out with Celtic and Rangers Have won The major title For decades then whoever it is, whether it's Hearts out in front, Aberdeen out in front or anybody else, they are disregarded. It'll never last. One of these seasons it might. And, you know, if Celtic and Rangers are losing away from home as they both have been at the start of this season, you never know. All you can do is credit Hearts with having come this far having established a six-point lead over Celtic, an eight-point lead over Rangers, going to Ibrooks, it would be a very bad result for Rangers if Hearts won. I think you're perfectly entitled to point out how early it is in the season, Alex, but how, how important is it when you're on any type of run, whether it's a, a losing run at home, whether it's away from home, as Rangers are struggling at the moment, to, to address it quickly, not just because of the points yeah. total, but so that it doesn't become a, a psychological thing and the players start to, to dread away games or worry about away games or whatever it may be. Gordon, it will only take one victory for Rangers to turn that around because then you have that belief. The longer it goes on, the longer guys like myself, you have William coming on going the home, the, the away form's the one that's killing us. So but then I suppose that's only in the league as well, isn't it? With the away form in Europe and then one yeah, at Kilmarnock in the Cup, so... But Gordon, I have to say, the actual away form in the league will determine where Rangers are at the end of the season. So the quicker they can address that, the better it will be for everyone at Ibrox. But 
Uh, again Momentum's everything Gordon And uh, clearly on the road They're struggling Thank you to William In Port Glasgow I'm learning a lot Tonight on Twitter oh. I must say Hugh Moan says Nothing will ever be as good As Hugh Keevan singing Girls and Boys By Good Charlotte On George Bowie's show A few years <laughs> back <laughs> oh, well, uh, What is I th- What have we been missing here I thought Handbags and Gladrags On the Bowie programme Was better But So yeah So, so, so we've now Matt, So we've now We're up to three You have Three singing performances Live on air Any more we need to know about George Bowie had this Idea That I should pretend To sing While under the shower <laughs> So Wow so, Listen I could give you a, a whole load of stories When When Ronan Keating Came in here And, and I asked him When he left Take that <laughs> he, he didn't see the funny side Alec Trust me I'm just really glad The shower thing Was a radio idea Not a video piece That's all I can yeah. say 01419511025 Brian's in Tully Body Hi Brian Oh good evening What a mental picture You just put I know I'm sorry <laughs> Dinner time as well Brian Dinner time Anyway Listen <clears throat> Apart from the shower scene <laughs> Let me have a wee chat here Right Let's do it So It's about the About the attack um, As a Football You know Let's not Take it out of the street I think that was A ridiculous comment You know If you do something Like that in the street You know You're not under rules But The rules Of football Are handed down By um, The refereeing committee And these guys Go through their career And They, they get Scenarios Upon scenarios Of how, how You should react There is A definite Rules that In refereeing That that There Is the action You take For that scenario Now Mr. Madden on Saturday. I mean, we—I was sitting, um, uh, you know, just on the on the eighteen between the eighteen yard line on the right hand side at, um, in the Celtics in South Stand, and I could not, for the life of me, imagine what else he could have seen other than. Now, given it was quick, I thought penalty. He's going to draw for a penalty, and and he was going to be a red card. Having seen it again on the TV, I think it was a half a yard outside the box. No penalty. But I guarantee it was Kung Fu style football. Now, for you to go off your feet and land on mm. that guy's leg, big big French Eddie's no, he's no slouch. He's a big lad. He's a big unit. He's no staying down there for any reason, other than he was severely hurt. Um, I've got another point um, regarding another sports show. Um, the the other sports show it happens to be Sky Sports. I, I, a tale that's been wagging football for so long now that they actually think they're beyond reproach. I watched, uh, watched a part of the um, Rangers versus Livingston, and now Livingston thoroughly deserved every single um, well, he plaudit because this is a team that's came from nowhere to be potentially a, a, a challenger in, in the Scottish League to Celtic's crown. So they had one minute or two minutes on the sports show about how Livingston you know, done well and in seven minutes as to how Celtics summer of this Brian, Brian, can I can I just say to you, uh I understand that this took place. Uh it's been on social media all day long. However, if you want to make a complaint about Sky Television's editorial policy, it's Sky Television you have to ask. I would not expect Sky Television to discuss Super Scoreboard's editorial policy If you have a complaint and you feel aggrieved Contact them I do want to allow you to answer Brian's initial point You were very much running out of time If you can make it brief please The initial point about McKenna. Ed- Edward 
uh, I think I, I repeat Edward was very lucky Not to suffer uh, An even more serious injury Than the one he has suffered I, I cannot fathom How the referee Can look at that And decide that it's not worthy Of any action at all Already running late But let's do this Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday 0141-951-1025 Go and dial that number right now If you want to take on Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray At Beat the Pundit You've got 30 seconds You go head to head See who's got the best football knowledge And you may well walk away with a signed ball 0141-951-1025 Be quick because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock If you want to play tonight Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been discussing all things Livingston against Rangers, Celtic against Aberdeen. What else is on your mind? 0141 951 1025. What else uh, took your fancy from the weekend? We're also going to hear from Alex McLeish. He's named his latest Scotland squad. So get your thoughts in on that after this. Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday It is indeed time for Beat the Pundit Hugh and Alex are both standing by Can we get the week off to a winning start for the listeners? That's going to fall on Archie from Shawlands Confident tonight Archie? Oh great That's all Fight and talk straight away <laughs> Positive mental attitude I love it Archie Right let's uh, see how the questions fall for you Anyway uh, Heads you're going to be up against Hugh Tails you'll be up against Alex Let me get the coin And it is Heads It's Hugh Keevans up against Archie from Shawlands oh, <laughs> No offence Alex He said he's no chance now that he's up against Hugh Let me give uh, Hugh some Clyde 2 And he's lug so that he doesn't know what you're saying Archie Right, here's the deal Archie 30 seconds Head to head The secret is you can pass So remember that But here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yeah, here we go Hearts have the best goal difference in the Scottish Premiership With how many? Ten Hibbs Martin Boyle Could be about to get an international call up from which country? Northern Ireland uh, What nationality is Hibbs Emerson Hindman? Dutch Which year did Derek McInnes take over at Aberdeen? 2000. Which English Premier League side play their home games at the Vitality Stadium? Oh, uh, what was the final score in this weekend's Ryder Cup? 10-6 uh, Did we golf on in there? Just a wee curveball? Don't often get that But I suppose it was a, a big sporting event Right Hugh Keevans, are you with us? I am <laughs> You're just taking a wander around the studio there I'm not entirely <laughs> sure why uh, Let's get the questions up and running for you Are you ready? Okay Hearts have the best goal difference in the Scottish Premiership with how many? Five Hibbs Martin Boyle could be about to get an international call up from which country? Australia What nationality is Hibbs Emerson Hindman? Australia In which year did Derek McInnes become the manager at Aberdeen? 2013 Which English Premier League side play their home games at the Vitality Stadium? Bournemouth and what was the final score in this weekend's Ryder Cup? 17.5-10.5 Archie, you thought you had no chance How are you feeling now? Well, I think I've got a couple right I think you're right, I think you did okay Archie, I must say Hearts have the best goal difference in the Scottish Premiership with how many? It's 10, what a start I don't know if it was a guess or not Archie, but you take it 
he did magnificently in that quite. I, would, I wouldn't have known that yeah. off the top of my head I must say Hugh even said 5 so 1-0 to you Archie uh, there was an equaliser for Hugh straight away though Martin Boyle could be about to get a call up for Australia so one all after two questions Emerson Hindman is USA American he is Ooh. so there we are it's a one all. on to the next one what year did Derek McInnes become Aberdeen manager is that a calculated guess? Would you would you call that Hugh Evans? If it's right, it's a lucky guess. It's right, twenty thirteen. <laughs> so Hugh Evans goes two uh, one in front. Which English Premier League side play their home games at the Vitality Stadium? You both knew that. I was quite impressed. Uh, Bournemouth. So it's three two to Hugh. Uh, and unfortunately, Archie, he was a bit quicker for you. On to the next question. The final score in the Ryder Cup: seventeen and a half, ten and a half, four for Hugh and two for you, Archie. Hard lines. Question. That was a bomb. Ah, exactly. You would have won if it was if it was if it was next goals the winner. You would have won it. Unlucky Archie had lines. Imagine me winning anything with a golf question. I know. Yeah. He's nine, hole, nine holes of golf and his whole life is all he's played. <laughs> was it Royal what? Royal Dalmuir. Chucked it after nine holes, never to be seen again. <laughs> that was worth it on the television yesterday, though, wasn't it? If only Thomas Bjorn had known. Uh, oh, that was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it was good, I must say. Right, okay. 01419511025. Thoughts on the Scotland squad? 01419511025. Like I say on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, usually, people want to talk about the Scotland squad to, to moan about who's not in it. That tends to be the way these things go. Um, no surprises though Hugh To be fair no. it's, 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 not the, it's not the most Controversial of squads Alec McLeish is not Drawing from A, a very deep well Let's be honest So The squad will not Vary dramatically From Group of matches To group of matches So You know the, the, There are players Contained within the squad Who perhaps Don't start Every game For their club Like Stuart Armstrong now uh, And there There are others Like Kevin McDonald, who have, for me, a good bit to go yet to prove that they are worthy of full international football. But as I say, Alec doesn't draw from a deep well. Uh, Alex, I mean, it, it is, like I say, not a squad full of surprises. So if you're trying to pick headlines, there are not many. I mean, you look at the, the last squad, Stephen O'Donnell stays in it after yeah. being a bit of a surprise package and doing well. Scott McKenna comes back in, Jack Henry's in there with the defenders. You know, no surprises, Robertson and Tierney and the likes. Uh, again, midfield, no real surprises. Um, the the omission of Tom Kearney perhaps raised a few eyebrows, but Alex McLeish saying he's got an injury. And up front, Naismith came in and did the job last time. Griffiths is still there. And Oliver McBurney back in after pulling out the last squad. So, um, yeah, like I say, no, no real headlines as such. But nevertheless, huge game because Israel against Scotland in that Nations League. I'll tell you what, I went over there yeah, and we are unbelievably close to a playoff for the next Euros. Yeah, Gordon, it puts you in pole position. There, there, there isn't a great depth, as, as Hugh said. I think it's a familiar looking squad. I'm, listen, I like the, the looks of some of the guys, you know, little Ryan Fraser, you know, he's doing really well down oh. in the English Premiership. At the Vitality Stadium. Yes, yeah. absolutely And then the McKenna's a good addition coming back in Because he's obviously an out-and-out centre-half So he'll be interesting Interesting to see which goalkeeper he goes with over in Israel as well You know, there's that debate whether McGregor and uh, Big Craig Gordon Whether whoever goes in there as well, Hugh Either or I mean, the, you know, the, the, the McGregor undoubtedly has had a, a terrific return to Rangers Gordon, for me, terrific goalkeeper what Celtic have got out of him uh, has been amazing. Um, so either or for me, that, that that's not a problem for Big Alex. Steve, Stephen Naismith start the game, Hugh, if, if well, fit. And so Griffiths has scored goals. 
you know, I'll tell you what let, Let's hear from Alex McLeish On that point And then I'll, you can Have your say It seems like a sensible way Of doing things The Scotland manager was On media duties today He says Lee Griffith's Recent goal scoring form Has given him a bit of food for thought After naming the 23 man squad Remember this is for the games Against Israel In the Nations League I.e. that's a huge game And Portugal not such a huge game The Scotland boss says There are no guarantees In terms of starting spots But he's glad he's got So many informed players To choose from No He's, he's, uh, he's, he's done his talking On the field uh, And that's That's um, All we, you can ask for You know what we I think the last press conference We We said Where are you going to get a goal from You know Now there's, there's Lee's been Firing the goals in And uh, McBurney's been in decent form uh, And you know, it's good to talk about the guys scoring goals at last. Obviously, we'd like to see them being prolific in the Scotland jersey. That, what I took out of Lee, Lee's comments was was the, the positive ending of his comments was it's up to us to show the, the manager that we're good enough to be worthy of a place. And then, and then he goes and scores three in a row and... And he's, he's in good form and he's, he's a first choice at this moment for Celtic. I've never ever said to a player, your place is guaranteed. Um, you always have to earn it. You have to go through your whole football career. That's the test between the last international and the next one. Glad to say that these guys that have been picked have all been in fine form for the clubs. As you said, Gordon, when we go to Haifa to play Israel, we are perhaps a game away from giving ourselves a real chance of the playoffs. So Alec McLeish won't play favourites He will play the the person up front That he yeah. believes offers him the best chance of a goal And whether it's Stephen Naismith Lee Griffiths or Johnny Russell Or any combination thereof With Ollie McBurney thrown into the mix He will go with the guys that he believes can do him a turn Yeah absolutely Hugh I mean, he's, he, he's right when he says Alec McLeish Because he wasn't starting for Celtic He's come into the, the fold he managed to get goals against Rosenberg, Kamalunk, St Johnston. You know, three in the bounds, yep. which is impressive. And that's what you want. You want them to react to you. Yep. You know, to not playing. You're looking for that type of positive reaction. He comes into the the fold now. If he scores the next couple of games as well, then obviously he'll be the the main striker for current form. But uh, Naismith's constantly scoring as well, Hugh. Yep. So it's a great dilemma because we were going into the the, the previous game against Albania. No one was actually scoring a great deal of goals. Uh, this has been brought to my attention A, a social media post From a, a very very high profile outlet Hugh Keevan I'll, oh. I'll name them Because listen We no doubt make mistakes We've probably made umpteen of them tonight But yeah. it's just an interesting article Which says um, Should Ryan Fraser be in the England squad And a picture of, of Ryan Fraser So there we go <laughs> uh, That would be uh, You know the, the same Ryan Fraser With the four Scotland caps that, already Did that but, not yeah, happen no. a few weeks ago When you were doing the quiz And you were asking for Scottish guys Who'd scored in cup finals And and Mark Wilson said Jan Venegar of Hesselink <laughs> Yeah that was Scott good McDonald's. That was good uh, Stevens on Twitter Not happy with the omissions Of Liam Lindsay Liam Cooper uh, And Tom Kearney To be fair Tom Kearney's I think I, I would an like, injury so I would like Tom Kearney To declare himself You know because we, we live in the Conspiracy theory capital Of the world here And when he's not named today Alec uh, Alec McLeish then has to explain Oh he's coming back from injury um, But We know That England are looking at Tom Kearney I mean remember he has been capped for Scotland yeah. Just not in a competitive yes. game Now if he wants to go and play for England Fine I personally will not lose one second of sleep over it But he should declare himself and say "Look, It's all very flattering to have England interested in me But I want to play for Scotland I think he should 
either say that or do you know what? I'd rather play for England. I've got to say, Hugh, he didn't uh, start the game at the weekend for Fulham. Mm. If he's not starting for Fulham, it's very unlikely he will actually feature for England with the quality they have in the middle of the park. 01419511025 on the phones. Paul and Bailson uh, wants to talk about Scott Sinclair. Hi, Paul. Hi, Gordon. Um, basically, just what it is, it's been frustrating watching Sinclair the last few months and last season because I don't know if it's been personal stuff or just a lack of confidence, but for his first season, he was amazing. Uh, he was banging the goals in left, right, and centre, setting loads of goals up as well. And then it, it just went really the opposite way for him. And I felt a lot of, me and my son go to games all the time, and People sitting with us, they say, Oh, I'll just get rid of him and all the rest of it. But you see flashes now and again of what he can do. And um, basically, just before that goal on Saturday, uh, every time he went to tack, uh, take a player on, he would always just get nudged off the ball like, quite feebly. Um, and he'd give up. And that's not like, the person he was in his first season. And I was just thinking about one of the goals he scored against Hearts away. Like he was, he was scoring for fun outside the box and all that, and I'm thinking, why does he not just start doing that again? Instead, they try to basically walk it into the goals, or not, you know, even his assists. He was, he had loads of assists in his first season, and it's a shame because he, he is a decent player. But I just wish he could try and find some uh, inner spirit again to get back to the way he was. Well, that's it. And then it for me, and then, sorry, for me, he looks as if. He lost a bit of pace Lost a bit of self-belief You touched on the personal stuff I've never seen a happier guy in my life You know, he's got two young daughters um, And he, he That side of his life Appears to be perfect um, So it's purely and simply a football matter He For me looks to have lost a bit of pace And self-belief Now when Gordon played the, the clip from Scott Sinclair earlier on I go back to those five words it's up to me now And that's th- that. that is the matter in a nutshell Because when he goes I'm not concerned with the game against uh, Salzburg on Thursday Because I don't think that that's a night for a, a Scott Sinclair player at all I think that's a backs to the wall job for Celtic on Thursday night But if he's there on th- Sunday at McDermott Park Then it is up to him And he has to show that the goal wasn't just a flash in the pan And that he's capable of mm. kicking on from here For me Gordon it's purely confidence There's no two ways about it And when you're not playing with confidence You look as if you're a bit slow on that. I don't think for any any moment that, that boy is not as fast as he was last year or the year before Because his age is what 28, 29 I think he's just there But because he's so uh, lacking in belief Gordon I feel as if that's the case But when you look back at his career He's went to so many It's the third team club here uh-huh. You know he goes to clubs Makes an impact And then he kind of peters out And then he moves on to the next Because the boy has clearly got talent But he's never actually stayed at a club For a long period of time How hard is it In terms of dealing with The, the other circumstances Alex When you're not getting a run of games though And so you're sort of getting pitched in Here and there And by the way yeah. This is not this is not a, f- a Celtic team That's flying at the moment The way they were Yeah. So you know You can look at it f- from both sides If you remember He came on against Athens over there Didn't he And of course the result Didn't go well for Celtic But he scored the goal Made a bit of an impact I think he started the next one Against Partick Thistle uh, You know Then after that Didn't really feature against Rangers Off the bench for a couple of minutes Off the bench against Rosenborg Off the bench against Kilmarnock Again yeah. and, and some of these are, are in difficult Games as well So 
is, has he had is the lack of action that he's getting because he's out of form or is the form as a result of the lack of action he's getting if that Go- makes Gordon, sense Gordon it could be a combination of both but if you're not playing games Gordon and you're getting wee 15 minute cameos firstly your confidence is not great because you have to come on and make an impact you leave the, 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 the field and think I've not really done myself justice I didn't get enough time there so all this negativity starts swirling about your head he hasn't been able to secure a, a spot even if you go back to last year's form Brendan was very uh, patient with him because his general all round form although he scored about 17 goals and people come on and go well listen 17 goals are great but in terms of the level from year one to year two to now it's, it's dramatically going down the scale as you like to say Hugh so for him this is a th- he needs to get some sort of jolt to get back in that team but you're absolutely right what you're saying because Celtic are not flying the way they were especially when it's wingers as well the, the the whole idea of putting a winger on is essentially go on change that game absolutely. impact that game win that game for us rescue a point and that, that can't well, be easy if you already it. don't have he did it in Athens And he did it at the weekend Didn't he When he, when he came on So he has made an impact When he came on But it's been That's only two that I've not Let me let Paul back in Paul Aye sorry I, I just As I said um, It's just a shame The way it's worked out But like, I really do hope He can get that belief back He just needs uh, He needs to be obviously More headstrong When he's taking on players Because as, as I said He would do all the running And then he would try And take a player on And he just couldn't get by him And it was really frustrating Watching him and then obviously that's going to affect how, the amount of times he plays as well. But obviously when Rodgers has seen him in training, he must see well his, his training is good. So it will be part of the team at some point, either a sub or from the start. But Celtic and Rangers, Paul, are, are in a similar position here. Rapid Vienna at Ibrooks on Thursday, Celtic in Austria to play Salzburg on Thursday. These results are going to impact on them for the weekend. Good, bad or indifferent. And when Celtic get to McDermott Park, the dungarees are going to have to go on because you can remember the, the, the struggle, mainly because Celtic missed so many chances, but the struggle it was to get a 1-0 win at McDermott Park last week. So those who are wearing the dungarees are going to have to be ready. And the, the, Brendan Rodgers can't wait for somebody to see if he's psychologically in the right frame of mind. He needs to have mm. the very best there And if Scott Sinclair gets a start He's going to have to prove that he's worthy of it Thank you to Paul in Bayliston We've got a good question on the full time teaser I'm interested to see how many answers you can come up with We'll get the question up and running next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's time for the full time teaser Now at this time every night You send the questions in to us And we give the guys until the end of the programme To try That's the key word Try And come up with the answers It's not, it's not about Ronan Keating uh, It is not It is not Alan Wright has sent this one in uh, Maybe you've got a good question on, of your own And you've been sitting on it for a while Send it over Full time at Clyde1.com And hopefully we can get it used on the show I'm, oh, I'm a bit worried about this one. Oh, Wow I think there is Already? A, no I actually think you you might scoosh it Oh, are you sure? Yeah Have you not seen us the last few weeks? I have but I, I'm, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt And I think you might scoosh it Well we'll wait and see Alan says Can you name the nine goalkeepers That Rangers used during nine in a row? Gorham Start with the difficult one why don't you? Woods 
Mm-hmm. Naomi. No. Oh. Lindsay Hamilton. No. Close. No. Uh, who who was the Andy Dibble? Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll take one more guess from you before we move on. Uh, McGregor. No, he's too. Young. No. Right. Okay. Too. During the Rangers nine in a row title run, only nine keepers were used. Can you name them? Chris Woods, Sandy Gorham. Andy Dibble You can play along on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Rangers fans There must be some of you That will absolutely scoosh this But what about other fans What can you remember At Clyde SSB On the phones It's 0141 951 1025 We're going to continue Looking back at some of the weekend's Biggest talking points But let's speak to George um, In Deniston first Hi George Hi Dan Not bad George What's on your mind tonight? Um. I just think it's actually a breath of fresh air that um, Hibs, Hearts, maybe Aberdeen as well, are actually kind of breathing a bit in the league now. And it's going to be a challenging situation for Celtic and Rangers. It's, in the last 30 years, we've not had this. And I think we've got it now, we've got a challenge now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've become so unused to the concept of competition that some people actually take offence now when you suggest that there's a competition. Uh, Through no fault of their own, in fact, to their credit, Celtic have dominated Scottish football for the last seven years. They have produced some outstanding achievements and performances and they have seven league titles in a row. During the same period, Rangers disappeared into the lower orders of Scottish football. And I think at that point, we lost the concept of competition. We also had Hearts and Hibs going through a period in their history where they weren't the most successful. Hibs dropped down a division. And all in all, we just forgot all about competition. And now we have the beginning of an idea that we might have a competition. Because, you know, this could all peter out. As Alex said earlier on, Mm. Hearts, for one, have got an unbelievable month of October. And if they come out of that smelling of roses, then we really do have a competition. But in the meantime, it's there to be enjoyed. If it upsets people that others speak of a competition, too bad. They'd be upset by something else anyway. Yeah, absolutely, oh, Hugh. I think it's great, Hugh. Um, I think it can only help the international team as well. Um, I think it's a good thing. And I, I welcome it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, because the thing is as well, it's not just coming from from, from one place at the moment. Alex Hearts yep. are, are getting all the credit. They deserve it because they're top of the league. But Hibs aren't a million miles away. And what Stevie Clark is doing at Kilmarnock is yeah. really interesting. And even if, you, if yep. we've already spoken about Livingston... There, there seems to be a, a, a lot of teams that should be feeling good about themselves Absolutely, I can't agree more George, it's a very refreshing point that you make Particularly in Glasgow You know, you look at Hibs and Hearts I think it's been a remarkable a remarkable start by Hearts When you consider there's 15 new players into that club oh. Hibs have continued on the back of losing two of their best midfields last year Very good going forward Livingston, a breath of fresh air I, I, I'm not going to suggest that they're going to win it In any shape or form Steve Clark's doing some wonderful things there as well So Listen, it all adds to the drama mm-hmm. and the fact that Rangers and Celtic are getting difficult games on a weekly basis. I remember is vividly the season that Hearts were seven minutes away from winning the league title. Seven minutes away. And I mean, the tension as it 
grew and grew was unbelievable. And then the, the never to be forgotten last day where Celtic have got five goals at Paisley. Hearts are nil nil with Dundee at Dens Park, seven mm. minutes away, and then Albert Kidd scores twice. What year was that, Hugh? 85? 80, 87, I think. 87. That was. Uh, so to have that is sensational. And, it, you know, Hearts, long may they continue. You know, good luck to them because they've been in dark places in, in recent years as well. The, the Vladimir Romanov years and all the rest of it. They came closely going. It was 86, by the way. 86, yeah. was it? Yeah, and and the, you know what as well, Hugh. Sorry, but in there, but see the fact that the the Hearts fans mm. have have bought into this. Of you know the foundation of Hearts, they've put yeah. money, they've helped to build the new the new stand. I think it's been very more refreshing. than seventeen thousand people at Tynecastle on Saturday for Hearts against St Johnson. More than seventeen thousand people. Credit where it's due. Yeah, thank you to George and Dennison. Some some good points, well made. Let let's hear from a couple of the managers then, since George brought that up. Let's um let's go Neil Lennon first, shall we? Um. You know he's enjoying the momentum. Remember, it was a one-nil win in Paisley against St Mirren to go second. Uh, in particular, he talks about the the attitude and confidence, but he's also a bit worried about the chances they're passing up. Listen, we were excellent first half, and we should have been two up. You know, we, again, we're missing easy chances, which is driving me nuts. And all it does is give the opposition, you know, glimmers of hope or encouragement, which, especially away from home, you know, the spirit of the St Mirren team, you know, they're gonna. Maybe try and find a way back into the game. So we had to grind it out in the end, and we've only ourselves again to blame for that because of the flagrancy in front of the goal. No, I didn't think we lacked the cutting edge. I just think our finishing was woeful. We had two or three great opportunities on the counter attack second half, and we picked the wrong pass. Picked the wrong pass to put the game out of sight when we've got three against two or four against three, and that's what only that's only my contention, bone contention of the players. I mean, the fact that. You know, a brilliant performance on Tuesday. It took a lot out of them. You could see fatigues starting to set in the second half, but we've kept another clean sheet. We've got another three points, and um, they're giving me everything at the minute, so I can't ask much more of them other than to put the ball in the net, please, and make my life a lot more comfortable. <laughs> well, as you know, I refer to them as the, the, the Edinburgh Festival team, uh, and I, I think they're great. And Neil Lennon's done an outstanding job, considering the players that he lost in the summer and has had to replace... He has done an outstanding job and they are simply entertainment and good luck to them as well. May they continue to progress. Oren Kearney will understandably be a bit uh, concerned at the way the last couple of results have been, Alex, after the impressive point against Celtic. Having said that, if you look in a bit more detail, had chances at the weekend bringing in some yeah. new guys who look like they could contribute as well. Um, and I don't think they'll be... Overly disappointed by the way they, they certainly looked like they could get back into the game Yeah they looked to me uh, Seeing the highlights God they had one or two chances That they passed up uh, You know they've got some difficult games coming up I think it's Aberdeen at Pataudry next And then mm. it's Kamarnock away I think uh, At home rather So you know you've got a couple of difficult ones But what I will say is They need to try and pick up a point from somewhere Because it makes it that bit there, more easy was, When you come against the teams you're playing against One little run on Saturday, Alec, from Simeon Jackson. Yeah. And you thought, oh, no, this guy. This is when he nutmegs Effie yeah. Ambrose and cuts in. Yeah, this guy clearly wouldn't be up here uh, if there were better offers for him down south. However, if he can replicate that kind of run, if he can get himself up to a really good level of fitness, he might pose a problem because the biggest concern that Oran Kearney must have is that. Three games under his management 
St Mirren haven't scored a single goal They get all the praise in the world For drawing with Celtic It was a bolt from the blue But they didn't score And they didn't score in the next game And they didn't score in the one mm. after that And their odds again scoring at Pataudry as well uh, So that's the one problem that he has to solve And if Simeon Jackson can do it Then fair enough uh, and also the victory that kept Hearts top of the league Was that home win against St Johnson Here are the thoughts of Craig Levine This was the one I was worried about At the end of a difficult week You know and again When you know, I went with the same team And there's always the thought in the back of your mind That we might not have the energy to be able to To do what we did on, on Wednesday But it was tough But we, we probably made it tough for ourselves By missing a number of chances that we missed Could have been a much easier afternoon If we'd been a little bit more Accurate in front of goal. They've got more pace in their team this year than they have done for a while. And uh, yeah, I thought they, they thought they played well and they did make it tough. As I say, I, I would much rather be standing in the dugout and and taking all of our chances and, and feeling like it's an enjoyable afternoon. But unfortunately, you know, they they got back in the game to to make it two one, and uh, it made it a little bit more tense than it than it needed to be. But, but all credit to the lads. It's another. Test of character. It's a different way of, of taking all three points, and you know I've been really really pleased with him. Not just today, but th- this week. Kenny the Jambo is on the line. Kenny, another another week, another win. Aye, evening guys. Uh, I better watch my accent for you tonight. No, listen. I, I think it's uh, I think it's great. I mean, who couldn't enjoy uh, Scottish football now? Uh, and I, th- I take quite a visit yourself. that mentioned to you about. Obviously, the last few seasons, Hearts, Hibs, and Rangers have all been out of the league and yeah, yeah. coming back up. But I think we've kind of it takes. You know, Hearts came up with a, a good promotion for the for the Championship up to the Premier. Had a no bad season and kind of pitted away again under under the the the, the, the Capro scenario. But I, I think it's uh, it's looking good for the entire league. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I don't wish to rake up. Old unpleasant memories for you But you know that You remember the season Kenny When you were seven minutes away From winning the title I'll bet you never had Such fun in your life uh, Although it came to a, a nasty end for you But th- th- that's the kind of thing That we, we want to cultivate You know For Dundee United fans uh, Who who can still remember Winning the league Against Dundee uh, At Dens Park You know the, These things are they, they put players Into the immortal category Kenny Definitely, and I mean, Levine was part of that team. I was actually, I was in the stand that day, and as you say, to you, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody notices Celtic and Rangers for the the crowds that they carry. But that season, '86, I mean, I was at every every game, home and away, and sat there at Dundee, and I did find it quite uh, comical when they were all born on the pitch crying and that. But uh, ah, you're gutted, but. That season, Hearts, Hearts filled just about every ground they went to, home and away. You see, Celtic and Rangers supporters turn out in their tens of thousands because people all over the country support Celtic or Rangers. But for Hearts to have been through the things that they have been through under Vladimir Romanov and all the problems that the club has had, for them to be in a position where last Saturday, playing St. Johnson, over 17,000 people were inside Tynecastle, that for me is devotion. And the team in the park are repaying the supporters And right now, for as long as it lasts, Kenny I wish you well Alex, I think, I mean it's been mentioned before But, you know, it's continuously relevant Every time you look at Hearts Is the, the how impressive their recruitment was in the summer Absolutely, Again, Peter yeah. Herring uh, scoring at the weekend 
I mean, we've met, I know Stephen Naismith was there last season, but Ollie Lee, guys like that. And in fact, Jimmy Dunn, a summer recruit, scored the yes, other goal yes, at well, the weekend yeah. as well. Listen, I have, to, I have to commend them because it's one of the hardest parts of football, Gordon. I've worked at MK Dons trying to get the right players in, trying to get the right blend. Uh, the one thing that strikes me about the Hearts team in, in Kenny will be better placed. They're a right big physical team. It's set plays that are a major threat on the ground. They've got press. I th- they brought the boy in. Is it Maxwell? The, the, the Mitchell, oh, Mitchell. Sorry, Mitchell. Dimitri Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, Mitchell, he had a good effort at the weekend as well. He looks as if he's lively, uh, got plenty of pace. So when you combine all that, and don't forget, you've still got the wee boy Cochrane. Um, McDonald as well coming through the Youth Academy. So they brought another young boy in at the weekend, Gordon, who. Callum Morrison playing Callum the wing. Callum Morrison, yep. yeah. So. It's really encouraging that you've got all these senior players, but you've got all these young boys as well. Listen, the, the future's bright because if you're talking about 17,000 fans as well, yeah. and, and then the actual results for the first team, Hugh, I think that's what, six wins and a, and a draw, which is mm. remarkable. Not everyone's impressed, to be fair. Token Jester says Celtic have lost a couple of games unexpectedly. That's all that's happened at the beginning of the season. The idea that everyone else has got better and we have a competitive league is guff Hugh can keep kidding himself Like back in January If it keeps him happy Listen Token <laughs> You know as well as I do Nothing keeps Hugh Keevans happy yeah. And you they worry about my The Edinburgh accent Kenny Because I was 17 years in the Scots And I know that you Read your voice at the end Of every sentence Ken <laughs> Thank you to Kenny the Jambo uh, From Airdrie To be fair So he's Maybe he'll, it's, he, He's still Forgiven. got it he's still, he's still got it Hugh I've got two goalkeepers for you Oh right, of course, yeah, on the teaser tonight uh, And good effort on Twitter, by the way I can see Billy playing along He's got them all uh, I think somebody's done a, a cut and paste job, to be honest Alistair Briggs, though, he, he's got them all Marshall, yeah, I can see a few of you taking part During Rangers nine in a row Nine goalkeepers were used Can you name them? Chris Woods, Andy Gorham, Andy Dibble so far Lionel Chabonnier No Oh, oh to be so I, pleased I, with I himself Ali Maxwell Yes Ah, right Theo Snelders Yes ah. I'm going to throw a boy I played in the, the youth Was it boy Scott Hitting goals No Chris Scott Was it uh, Please don't tell me I've Keep helped. going Is it Chris Scott No Oh Jesus hey, Big boy with blonde hair <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at my list Big boy with blonde hair It's something Scott It also begins with a C So you're close Craig Chris Colin Colin Scott, Scott. I, I, I think he went to Morton At one point There are only three more to go Let's see if you can get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. It's the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and that means they're running out of time on the full-time teaser. Alan Wright was the man who provided tonight's question, so thank you to Alan. If you've got a good one, please do send it in. We'd love to use it full-time at ClydeOne.com. During Rangers 9 in a row, only nine keepers were used. Can you name them? So far, you've got Chris Woods, Andy Gorham, Ali Maxwell, Theo Snelders, Colin Scott and Andy Dibble, which means you've got three... To go Nicky Walker Yes ah, Good old Nicky Great shot bread At Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Billy Thompson Yes Wow One to get And you've got Ten minutes to get it I've got confidence I mean Don't get me wrong You're looking quite blank yes. At the well, moment But I still think You've got time Lindsay Hamilton No I think we've we said that already on, yeah. Yeah. Right. It was wrong the first time Still wrong Okay right. Still time for you To get involved by the way 0141 951 1025 uh, Charlie and Airdrie's been hanging on for quite some time What's your point tonight Charlie? It's regarding the game on Sunday mm-hmm. Gordon uh, The Rangers game mm-hmm. 
Uh, the disgrace, as far as I was concerned, getting beat by Livingston, um, unbelievable. Uh, after the way we've been playing in that, uh, the thing is, I want to ask the panel: Do they think uh, Stephen Gerrard is uh, bulletproof? Because uh, if it had been any, like even Kachinya last season, if he'd been playing the way we're playing the new under Kachinya, uh, I know we're in Europe and all that, but uh, Gerrard turned around and said that uh, the bread and butter's in the league. Uh, do you think there'd be a chance he could be Jacob could be on a shaking ale? You see, earlier on, earlier on, I, I spoke about things getting cranked up now to the nth degree because of Stephen Gerrard versus Brendan Rodgers and uh, uh, Rangers having to come back from the wilderness to to be in the top league with a manager like Stephen Gerrard. Charlie, why is it a disgrace to lose to Livingston? Hibs were a goal up in Livingston at the same ground and lost two one. Why? Why is it a disgrace? You know, should Hibs have sacked Neil Lennon for losing two one? Well, the way the other way we were playing, right? See the way we were playing. We, I was expecting Rangers to steamroll Livingston Sunday uh, to come back and play like that. The other thing is another point was I'm going to make is. Stephen, Stephen Gerrard, he seems to be like the old pals act. Yeah, that's a, a Morelis. I'm, I'm, I've always been on his back since the day he came to Rangers. He's no doing it for Rangers. And see if he didn't go in January, eh, I'll not be too happy eh, if somebody wants him. Because he's no, he's no playing. It's, it, somebody else says, if he's no scoring a goal, he's not happy. He's, he's, yeah, he's done away. He's, like, he's more changeable in the weather. You know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you can go any time. Uh, but a team, on paper, looking at Rangers, uh, Lafferty, uh, Morelis, all the rest of them, uh, getting McGregor and goal, and coming out there on Sunday and getting beat, getting beat by Livingston. Unbelievable, as far as I'm concerned. Unbelievable. Alex, that's more criticism for Alfredo Morelos. Yes. Is he an easy target? I, mean, I obviously I don't have the same sort of vested interest as, as Charlie does, but I, I, I just gauge it from from the calls, the tweets we get. Why, why does he divide opinion so much? Does he deserve all of this criticism, or is he an easy target? Listen, I think one of the things when you look at Alfredo Morelos, Gordon, is he's petulant. He lashes out at times. He's got the petted lip on. He's throwing his arms about. He's remonstrating. So people think he's not trying particularly hard. He's got eight goals and. Uh, 18 games so far this season Which is not a bad return to you uh-huh. In anybody's book uh, You know you're not short of one and two yeah. uh, goals Which isn't too bad I think people just overreact And they look for people to pin things on This guy's only in this country a year He's 19 I think he got 19 goals last year And I think he's got 8 so far this year If he continues to develop But he has to, I, I totally agree And I get the point that everybody tries to make He needs to get away from all this petulance Schoolboy stuff and it almost looks as if he's disinterested. If he can get him at a tune, and that's the big question for Stephen Gerrard, and that's what his man management thing for, for Charlie to come on tonight and go, is he on a shaky peg, Stephen Gerrard? Two defeats you in 18 games. He's managed to get them into the group stage, but I don't think anybody in the wildest dreams could have imagined at the start of this campaign when yep. you consider last year's debacle. His home form is tremendous. The, the away form is debatable. In fact, it's poor. Don't... Sugarcoat it is poor And they recognise that that needs to be improved If they can improve that away form And that's the question uh, Then they can actually start being a wee bit more kind of what, Positive what, towards all this What tickles me is this is the 1st of October We've played 7 league games And we've already had suggestions That Brendan Rodgers and 
Stephen Gerrard should go So What will people be like I don't think Charlie said He should go or He said he's said Is his jacket on a shaky peg I mean And there were people earlier on Who were casting doubt On Brendan Rodgers By the time we get to the game Between the two clubs On the 29th of December People will be Standing on their heads Charlie As as I said Alfredo Morello seems to divide opinion You've made it quite clear Which side of that divide you sit on But Stephen Gerrard And everyone within Rangers Seem to to disagree wholeheartedly They've just given him a, A new long term contract well, this is what I'm trying to say. I think this is where the, the idea he has. He's no, um, as I say, he's a young manager, right? And uh, I believe it would have been a manager with mere authority. I believe it, the guy the guy would have been away. Uh, I think they're too much of the hair on the, 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 the shoulder kind of thing. The old pals act. Uh, but but they're, not, they're not old pals, Charlie. Alfredo no, Morelos. Well, how are ago. Stephen Gerrard and Alfredo Morelos old pals? Ah, uh, but he's turning in here like a. He's supposed to. You get interviewed after the game, and he turned in about the cup game. He said somebody said something about Morelos, and he went like, ah, he says, oh, it's only because you have him or there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ever he does, he, he dismisses it. Ever he does, rang, he dismisses it. The new pals act, perhaps Hugh Keevans. <laughs> uh, I don't know. World's, ch- world's gone mad. In a nutshell, our world, our mad little world, just got madder. Let's quickly hear from Stephen Robinson Thank you to Charlie and Airdrie We're trying to review as much of the weekend as we can What did the Motherwell boss make of their defeat at Kilmarnock? Listen, I can, I'm can. i not going to nail it individually he may, He's missed the penalty but you know, we, It was like giving their home crowd a lift It was like scoring a goal you know, So it gives them the momentum again For for their goal, runner runs off for midfielder Like he, he isn't there People only see what happens on the ball They maybe see the penalty miss But you know, that's as bad for me runners, runners off for the second and third goals not good enough. Um, I thought we were good in the first half. I thought we created chances. You know, we're a hard team to play against. We look like we had lots of energy, but we're a team lacking confidence. We're not winning football matches at the moment. So when you go two one down and, and three one down again, a runner runs off us from throw and a penalty is just a lazy leg left out. So you know you can see the, the confidence getting drained out of the boys when that happens. So the only way to turn that around is to work even harder. Now, you know, and I've kept saying it. We need to cut out the individual errors. If we, you don't take them opportunities away from home against a very good Kelly side, then you know, their quality shone through in the second half, and that was a, the big disappointment for me was our, our second half performance. Stephen Robinson, like most managers do, you don't blame guys for missing penalties because they happen. It was still a very poor penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, Curtis Main. It, was, uh, it wasn't one of his finest moments, and it's interesting because if they'd gone into a two goal lead yeah. there, they would have been the team in the ascendancy. And uh, we, we, you called it on air, Hugh, when you felt as if, oh, yeah, that could be it. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, but I have to say, having seen the footage uh, over the course of the weekend, Kamarnock continue to impress. Very interesting one Mullow have up next because it's the famous Livingston who go to Fir Park. And at the moment, there are 10 points between Livingston and Motherwell. Now, if Livy do it again and it's 13 points, then you begin to say whatever else happens, they're not going down and they're not going into any playoff. And Motherwell will have to start getting points on the board. Conversely, Motherwell might beat them and we're all talking in a different way, but it's a, one of the fascinating games of the weekend. And we've not mentioned Neil McCann, so desperate oh. for that win, and it came, not without Hamilton having their chances, to be fair, hit the woodwork a couple <laughs> yeah. of times. Yeah. But listen, when you are down there and you've lost all those games, you do not give a monkey's how it's it comes about. Winning. about. It's about winning, Gordon. Yeah. And the thing is, the one thing uh, that came across at the weekend, that was a must win for Neil McCann. Uh-huh. I got the impression they were really ready to mm. pull the trigger. 
uh, it buys them more time. And uh, but as you said, oh, crossbar a couple of times for Hamilton. You've got one more to get on the teaser. You're looking for the nine goalkeepers that Rangers used during nine in a row. You've got eight: Chris Woods, Nicky Walker, Andy Gorham, Ali Maxwell, Theo Snellers, Colin Scott, Billy Thompson, Andy Dibble. Which means you've only got one to get, uh, and it's, it's not a trick one. I can see yeah. that Hugh Moan and a couple of others pointing out that uh, Ian Ferguson took over in goals one day from Chris <laughs> Woods, but that, that, that's that's not the one we're looking for. Um. Is he he's, he's a foreigner isn't he Yes There you go He's from one of the countries That Scotland are about to play Oh Bonnie Ginsburg ah, Too easy Too easy Bonnie Ginsburg Well done to you Thank you Hugh Evans And Alex Ray For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's show Busy as always On a Monday night But no need to worry We can do it all again Tomorrow Tuesday from 6 o'clock In the company Of Gordon DL and Roger Hanna thanks to you thank you for your calls thanks for your tweets apologies if you didn't get through and of course thank you for those of you who just sat and listened quietly we like that as well so back tomorrow night and don't go anywhere Uh, stay where you are because Callum Gallagher is up next